This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Travis Schreier of the Bama Online staff. That's right. It's that time of year once again, and for the first time in nearly two years, media viewing periods at a University of Alabama football practice in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We're fresh from those media viewing periods. We're going to talk some Alabama football. The Crimson Tide set to try to make a run at yet another national championship under Nick Saban. Pretty agreeable weather out here for early August in Tuscaloosa. It's downright comfortable, so we'll take it. And we'll certainly take the opportunities we get again to go out and check out at least a couple of media viewing periods. And we had that opportunity on Friday afternoon. The Crimson Tide working out in shorts and helmets. It's that acclimation period that the college football teams have to go through in these initial first few days of fall camp. But Nick Saban and his team out there and some interesting newcomers that we'll talk about as we move throughout Instant analysis, certainly love your feedback as well. CV, how are you doing? I see Lynn Davis is watching as well. We've got Mike Stearns checking in. Johnny Wilson, yeah, get on in here. Let's do it. It's been a while, right? Haven't done one of these after a media viewing period or two, so we're going to give you a chance to sort of jump on board with us, and uh, we'll get to some questions, some Q&A as we get to the latter stages of the segment as well. But again, Alabama out there in shorts and helmets. Not a bad day in Tuscaloosa. Not quite 90 degrees. There's always going to be some humidity, but I wouldn't say it's oppressive uh, in its nature today. So uh, good day to start fall camp. I think the players, never great, the weather in early August, but it certainly could have been a lot worse. And we appreciate that, Caleb. Caleb says he's been watching since 2016. We've been doing instant analysis in some form or fashion here on Bama Online since 2008. So except no imitators, there's only one original. It's us right here. That's you guys. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun with it. Um, I spent a lot of time out there today around defensive guys because I wanted wanted to see Henry Toa in his first practice at Alabama. And we saw that working with Pete Golding and those inside linebackers. The depth at inside linebacker is now officially insane. You know, you've got Christian Harris back. You've got some guys that have played some football like Shane Lee, Jalen Moody, coming off a strong season a year ago as a top reserve. And now you add Henry Toa Toa to that mix. Deontay Lawson, really going to be a tremendous player in a relatively short period of time. Kendrick Blackshire is a newcomer that we saw out there today. Very impressive physically. You got Ian Jackson, you got Demoy Kennedy, you got Jackson Bratt, and the list goes on and on at inside linebackers. So, initially spent a good bit of time around those guys. Toa Toa, you've seen him the last couple of years at Tennessee. You know what Alabama's getting in Henry Toa Toa. A guy that wearing that number 10 jersey, it actually was not all that difficult to think of Ali Caho, who wore it the previous couple of seasons. I'd say Henry, though, a little more physically rounded out. 
235, and that's the thing you notice with these guys. They're all on that 225, 230, 235 range, and they all can move exceptionally well. I think Shane Lee's done some good things to get himself probably in a better position. Dealt with some injuries last year. Wasn't as much of a factor from a depth perspective, but he looks like he's ready to be squarely in that mix. Competition going to be great. Right at the top of the depth chart, and as you move through the midsection of that inside linebacker position. So uh, wanted to see those guys first and kind of moved around a little bit. Outside linebackers working with Sal Sanceri. Yes, I'd say Will Anderson continued to lift weights in the offseason. Will Anderson must work out or something. The guy is going into his second year as a college football player, and I don't think it's a stretch. I was at a Jacksonville Jaguars training camp practice about a week and a half ago and I saw a lot of those guys up close now I'm not saying Will's quite there yet but I think if you dropped Will Anderson in with say the Jacksonville Jaguars outside linebackers guys like Josh Allen first round pick out of Kentucky a couple years ago uh, I think he'd fit in Christopher Allen looks really good uh, King Wakuda a guy that we need to talk about there had been a lot of discussion uh, it looked like King was going to move on from the program, but there was King Wakuda next up behind Christopher Allen and Will Anderson this afternoon at outside linebacker along with Drew Sanders. You had Dallas Turner, a five-star newcomer, joining that mix. Very impressive-looking young player. A um, couple of guys that redshirted a year ago or didn't play much at all. And Q Robinson and also Chris Braswell, both those guys flashed nicely in the spring game back in April, so... Like inside linebacker, depth, oh, plenty for Sal Sanceri at the outside linebacker position. The defensive line we caught a pretty good glimpse of. And by the way, we're going to talk about a lot, but you need to check out Charlie Potter's practice report. I'm sure if it isn't already up at BamaOnline.com, it will be shortly. Charlie will go in-depth, as he always does, with a lot of this stuff um, across the board with this football team. Again, most of my – most of my – emphasis is probably going to be more defensive. I did catch some of the quarterbacks. All that was about what you would expect. Um, we did see the running backs. Trey Sanders was doing stuff with those guys. Good to see him out there on the practice field after his second injury in as many years last November. So uh, we'll talk about some of the offense too, but defensive line, they've added some very nice pieces. Damon Payne to that mix. I tell you what, I wasn't expecting, I guess, Tim Keenan to maybe be as ready on day one or look the part as much. I know he's a big, big dude, but he had had a pretty serious injury, I believe, last fall, and he was moving around quite nicely as well. If there was something of note with the defensive lineman, I don't think Charlie or myself noticed LeBron Ray on the practice field, at least to start practice and understand we're out there very early in the workout, so things can change. Also, Xavier Williams, wide receiver, we did not see out there uh, on Friday afternoon either. So, somebody's really got the cherry bombs going on on a Friday afternoon. Um, but it was about what you would expect in terms of uh, in terms of player attendance. Uh, Braylon Ingram, another defensive lineman that we didn't notice out there. So those two or three guys stood out the most in terms of absences uh, on. Friday afternoon. Elsewhere with this football team, the offensive line, obviously a big point of emphasis with 
more of the discussion centering on really right tackle at this point because you heard from Nick Saban at SEC Media Days in Birmingham that J.D. and Cohen looked like he was a pretty good favorite to win that left guard position. What we saw at least, again, this is day one, and if we've learned anything throughout the years, especially with the offensive line, and you've heard Nick Saban say it time and time again, going to get the best five guys on the field. Well, what we saw at right tackle today was Kendall Randolph, who was the number one guy in the spring game at right tackle. We also saw J.C. Latham, the true freshman that you saw out there in the spring as well, and also Damian George getting some work at right tackle. It was really good because they had so many absences for the spring game to really see pretty much all those guys, with the exception of maybe a couple of guys that we mentioned earlier, back at work. Um, you saw Pierce Quick at right guard today, working with one of those groups behind Emil Ekior. Um So a lot of guys back on the practice field that we didn't see in the spring game. Quarterbacks, Bryce Young, Paul Tyson, true freshman Jalen Milrow out there, walk-on uh, Braxton Barker also in that mix. Looks like Alabama has four or five quarterbacks uh, in camp. So that was sort of the lineup there. In the secondary, caught a pretty good glimpse of the corners, and that's certainly going to be an area of competition, as we know. You've got Josh Job at the one-corner position, and he was paired up with Jalen Armour Davis, who went through spring drills as the starter on the other side. Next up, you saw DeQuincy McKinstry. Um, also saw Marcus Banks in that group as well. Uh, safety, DeMarco Ellums and Jordan Battle were paired together. We saw Malachi Moore, Brian Branch during individual periods working with the safeties. Daniel Wright, a veteran in that top four or five as well. Uh, Kane Williams, a true freshman, as a summer enrollee out there. Uh, we also saw Devonta Smith, uh, number 27, with the safeties, another true freshman. So just kind of working through the roster, working through that first day, just trying to take role, and again, Charlie Potter, the ever-efficient and professional Charlie Potter, does an outstanding job. A tradition unlike any other. It's sort of the master's version of the first day at fall camp at Alabama when Charlie Potter walks up and he hands you his hand-constructed roster. Charlie's awesome. We absolutely love Charlie Potter. So there you go. That's kind of a roundabout way of updating you on a few things we saw out there on day one. If you've got anything you would like to throw at me, well, not literally, but virtually, I guess you could say, we've got precious few opportunities to check this team out. Today was one of them, so let's get into it, or we'll call it a wrap and let you get to uh, get to your weekend. Alabama, by the way, will practice uh, again tomorrow. Um, there will not be media access of viewing periods for those. Monday, there is a scheduled media viewing period uh, back out there Monday afternoon. Now, caveat with all that, and again, we appreciate UA giving us any opportunities we can get, but if there's rain and they are forced to go to the Hank Crisp Indoor facility, uh, you won't, uh, we won't have access, Charlie Potter and or myself. Uh, won't have access to those media viewing periods. Just something to keep an eye on. And uh, before you know it, we'll be getting into uh, be getting into uh, 
Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Scrimmage work. You know, the wide receivers, Freddie, I didn't get to see as much of them as I would like. It was uh, just a couple of periods. As I said, I spent more time with the uh, defensive side of the ball. I'm very interested to check out JoJo Earl, Christian Leary, Ajay Hall, all those guys. Uh, tight ends, wide receivers, didn't really catch them. I did catch some of the backs. Um, looked like those guys were, were out there and ready to go. Um, the Brockermeyer brothers, yes. Uh, we got some updated weights on some guys from the spring. I know Charlie posted that on the roundtable there at BamaOnline.com earlier. Um, but, uh, you know, about what you would expect at this point. J.C. Latham of that group, he looks, he physically looks as close to being SEC ready as you probably can for a true freshman at 6'5 or so, 320 pounds. He looks really, really good. I'll tell you, Damian George continues to look like he's doing some really good work under Dr. Matt Ray and uh, David Ballou. So uh, the big guys, that's who you notice, especially going into their second or third years to see if they're making that type of progress. And uh, once again, it looks like with Ballou and Ray doing their thing, uh, this is a very, very, uh, you know, athletic-looking team, but certainly big enough. Didn't really get to spend a lot of time observing Bill O'Brien. We were so busy on day one in the limited time we had out there. Of uh, What up, Matt? How are you? Thanks for checking in. Um, that we didn't really get to observe those guys all that much. I, I think Bill O'Brien's going to be more of the same where you talk about that progression from Sark and Locks and Brian Dable. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Jeffrey asking about Cameron Latou. All signs point to him being next guy up to go along with uh, with Jalil Billingsley as those two tight ends, those primary two tight ends. We'll see. I think Robbie Oots in time has a chance, and some of this is going to probably be contingent in some ways at least, what happens at right tackle because we know if it comes down to it, Kendall Randolph can uh, can jump over there and put on that 85 jersey again and, and help you out as a tight end. So that Latou looks like it's his time and he's ready to jump in that mix with a little Billingsley. Before you ask, I didn't see kickers. I didn't see punters. I know we like to talk about that traditionally here on Instant Analysis. So, uh, no, I didn't catch up with those guys out there. And a lot of times uh, they're inside when we're, uh, when we're outside. That's a good question, Jason. I think it's probably going to take a couple of scrimmages to figure out that running back rotation. Uh, you mentioned Roydell Williams. Jace McClellan is RB2. I, I think there's going to be legitimate competition at the very top. Now, Brian Robinson's absolutely the most experienced option. Certainly the guy you would expect with an opener like you have against Miami. Uh, 
you know, dealing with a legitimate opponent like that, a lot of trust is going to go into who you put out there for the season opener, especially when you're already starting a first-timer at quarterback. Uh, but I think Jason McClellan, Roydell Williams, Trey Sanders, it was great to see him out there able to do some work today. Um, and don't forget Kamar Wheaton coming in here. This guy's electric, uh, can do it, uh, can, can house it from just about anywhere on the football field. And, you know, it often comes down to if there is sort of a tight race for reps, a lot of times it comes to off-the-ball stuff. And that goes back to pass protection, the passing game. What can you do other than when we hand it to you? Brandon sent me with wanting the first OL for week one. He's not playing around today. Um, I, I think it right now, it looks like it's coming down to that right tackle spot. Um, and I would say the smart money right now is on the veteran, Kendall Randolph. But, again, these are things that scrimmages and 15, 20 practices coming up are going to separate. I, again, as I said earlier, I won't be surprised because – Physically, he's already to that point, I think, of being able to compete just fine as a first-year player. And we've seen it with other first-year players in the past. Jonah Williams did it at right tackle initially. Cam Robinson's done it. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Yeah, again, I'm going to check out the wide receivers more on Monday. You know, this year, because of COVID and the restrictions, and again, we certainly understand that, um, yeah, Brandon, that's kind of what I was going through was week one. I, it could certainly change by week 12 uh, based on performance injuries, things like that. Um, typically, we can have the opportunity to go around the back way and kind of check out the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Um, we don't have that ability right now, again, which is understandable, but uh, I'm still going to put my focus more on those guys coming up on uh, Monday. Jason, uh, yeah, on paper, on paper, you look at this piece of paper, you look at these names, you go back to that 2016 group as far as talent is concerned, absolutely. As I talked about earlier, just kind of spending time around the defensive line today and, you know, even with LeBron Ray not being someone we noticed early in practice today, you know, you still had guys like Justin Aboyby, Fedarian Mathis at the top of that list. Um, you know, just a, a very impressive group. Deep. Now, what will define their effectiveness in some ways will be, as we talked about, Charlie Potter and myself on the podcast earlier in the week, is tackle for loss production, interior pass rush. Yeah. I'll tell you, Tim Smith looked really good out there today. He's had a great offseason going into his second season. Tim Smith looked looked very good. So that's another guy you're obviously going to have your eyes on as well. Anything else, gang, before we get out of here? Yeah, Caleb's asking about another pass rusher. That's kind of what we were just talking about, you know, kind of trying to figure out if there's going to be a consistent guy inside like Christian Barmore became as that last season moved along. You know Will's going to be a big part of every game plan that you go against. Um, Chris Rowland on the other edge. Uh, and then you need an interior guy or two. Uh, that's where you're kind of hoping for LeBron Ray, but it may end up being a guy like Tim Smith in year two. Hopefully D.J. Dale can stay healthy. and Maybe he can de- uh, develop into more of that kind of guy. 
Justin Aboibe. That's really the next question for him to answer in his development as far as becoming an every-down guy is can he rush the passer. So I know, Jerry, it is back against the wall, definitely. I kind of like the classic look myself. But, yeah, interior pass rush, tackle for loss production, that's what you're looking for. All right, Johnny, we'll get that through to him. Johnny Lawson says, please tell the boys to take it easy and don't kill each other at practice. You're right, though. I mean, the injury situation is what you worry about this time of year, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. All right. Well, hey, again, Charlie Potter going to have that practice report for you there at BOL. Uh, we're going to continue to keep you updated as best we can throughout fall camp. Uh, I've got some practice video of those inside linebackers that we're going to get up for you as well. We always appreciate you joining us on BamaOnline.com here on the Facebook home of BamaOnline.com as well. And also, if you haven't already, the Bama Online Podcast, which is where this will be uploaded next. So if you missed any, all of this, you'll be able to catch it archived on the Facebook home of BOL. And we'll also, I did, Mike, I thought Jamil Burroughs look good. Another interior guy. So many of them. Duval, said Jared Sears. I feel you. I feel you on that, Jared. Uh, yeah, I did see Damon Payne. He's in number 44. Um, a guy who, in terms of his base, looks like he's there already. Probably going to take a little time, you know, with the rest of it. But uh, there's, not an, there's not a rush on those young defensive linemen. That's the beauty of this situation. Um, you know, if, if one of these young guys, uh, one of these outside linebackers even, like Darren uh, Dallas Turner, if they're able to help you early, great. But they're okay right now enough that they don't have to rush any of these guys. And we're not going to rush you, but we're going to encourage you to get over to BamaOnline.com and hang out with us. Travis Ryer thanking you once again. We'll do it again on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.